Hello, hi, my friend. How are you? I'm good. Well, <laughs> you know, get in the habit of just saying you're good all the time. Oh, how's it going? I'm good. Ah, oh, I'm good. When really you're just like in a full spiral. Yeah. Uh, all right. Sounds like we got a great opening. <laughs> Yeah. All right, here we go. The T-Bone. <laughs> and Chick Brew. Let's God bless. All these years, just get it right one time. What do you want from me? 40 years they've been trying. You couldn't fire somebody if they were horrible, doing a terrible job for the veterans. And now you can say you're fired. Okay. No one listens to radio. And now for a quick disclaimer. The T-Bone. And Chick Brew. Show is brought to you by nobody. We have no sponsors. The show is still rated G. For glorious. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm giving you the warning in advance that today's episode could be a train wreck or, or the possibility is it could be very useful to anyone going through a troubling time. My friend... We are used to lying to strangers. We do it all the time. How are you? I'm fine. But it is clear you are not. So if you're willing to share, I want to know what's going on in your world. Yeah, so you're you're not a stranger to me, and I don't think that our listeners are a stranger to me either, even if I don't know all of you know. So, uh, no, this, this week has been full of expectations and disappointment. I traveled to Naples to take my chief's exam. It's the only reason I came here because everyone else is remote due to budgets and approvals and that's not my problem. That's a bunch of petty people's problem. So I come out here to take my chief's exam. I get here on Monday. The exams aren't here. They're on their way. All of the exams, except for mine, because <laughs> Jacksonville did not order mine. Of course not. Why? I mean, why would they? Every- Everyone, everyone else taking the test lives in Italy. So a train ride, a like $15 flight, you know. A, a short drive. Right. A ferry, whatever. Um, so I'd already purchased my ticket for the week that I was expected to be here to drill. They canceled it. I was going to change the flight for later in the year. And then they were like, you got to use it to take your exam. So I've been here since I find most of this out on um, back and forth on whether or not I'd have a hotel again Monday. Uh, and I do have a hotel room, but you know, when you're like working towards something, especially a, a test, you're studying, you're studying, you've got your head, you're sighing, you're doing all the things you need to do and you're super focused and then nothing. It was like worse, worse than an awkward date, right? Like it was just all disappointments <laughs> all the way around. I am the, I've never been on the receiving end of awkward date. I, I, I have been the you cause. The yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I provide awkward dates. I've never, so I don't know exactly how that feels. I'm sorry you're going through all of this, but I can tell you right now, if you would have stayed on active duty, you'd almost be done. I'm still almost. No, you'd almost be done, done. The reserves, and and I hold no shame in saying this, the reserves on every level is a giant waste of taxpayer dollars. If we don't have a draft, we don't need a reserves. That's that's what I'm saying. You got to have someone that's not doing drugs. And I feel like paying us a very minimal amount of money is what is keeping, uh, that is the addiction to the draft. Right? It's such a scam. <laughs> it's so poorly managed. If I were oh, president today, there's two things I would immediately dissolve. All 100% of the military bans. 
you know, those bands, to include the president's own. They would all be out of a job. We waste $750 million a year on people that can play instruments. I would get rid of the band. President T-Bone and one of those giant JBL speakers, like a ghetto blaster on his shoulder coming down out of the airplane. (laughs) I'm good with that. I can see it. All right, so... Will you hire me to be your JBL speaker holder? You are definitely going to be the JBL speaker holder. And then, and then like a, an attorney general in Georgia, they're going to make a connection that we're having affairs. And any money I gave to you was because I was going to use that money. What a crazy, crazy situation we got going on in the world. I would get rid of the military bans. Number one, gone. $750 million saved. And then I would get rid of all of the reserve force in the military period you know what my reserve is call it a number uh number 73 you've been selected that's called the draft and that's what we would use for the reserves everybody else can either put on the uniform every day or take your happy ass home that's what t-bone the president does day one not not they're just paying they're paying the draftees to stay uh, just under obese, just under. Barely. The, the, the active duty. The active duty are obese now. Everyone is obese. I just I just saw a picture, a collective group of active duty chief petty officers, and I'm like, none of them are within body fat standards. None of them are smaller than I was when I was on active duty, and I had to fight every freaking day to get below the number. This is our prime. You should still be here. You're missing out. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? The Air Force will allow one failed drug test? I could not, in good faith, serve in the active duty as it is today. Well, I want to. I'm a person that believes in service to country, but the country that's in charge of the service is so out of whack right now. They, you know... The world is on fire. Uh, the world is on fire, and so many people are not realizing that the world is on fire. Pay attention. The world is on fire. I thought that was girl. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. The I mean, and the revamp is. <laughs> we are... We have hundreds of attacks on U.S. troops with no retaliation to the people that were conducting the attacks. And finally, we suffer some severe casualties, not minor casualties. We we suffer some deaths overseas. And then it takes us two weeks of letting the enemy know... Uh, we're gonna get back at you, you know. We're we're coming. Uh, we're coming. It's gonna happen. Two weeks of letting them know in advance that we plan some retaliatory attacks, and then when we do, what do we get? Nothing. We're not. We're not killing our enemy. We're supposed to kill the enemy. That's how you win wars. I've said it many times before. We win wars by killing the enemy, by, by making the enemy face extinction that, or surrender. That is their choice, not a pity pat. I can't, I can't make the pity pat sounds by myself. I was doing the pity pat with you on the camera, and I'm only getting my half. Yes, you are. I, uh, I have, I uh, did the warning order on Friday night. It is Saturday morning. 
on a Saturday afternoon, and I got a lot of energy built up in me because Groundhog's Day. I had an amazing Groundhog's Day Eve, a Groundhog's Day uh, day, and then a Groundhog Day thing after. Whatever, whatever happens after today, the day after Groundhog's Day has also been post Groundhog's Day has also been an amazing day. I have had a wonderful three days. So wonderful that if, in fact, I could wake up at six o'clock in the morning two days ago to Sonny and Cher saying, um, I got you, babe. Yes, yes, to singing, <laughs> I got you, babe. I would not be sad. I would, I would run these same three days over and over again because they were that fun. They were that fun. You know what would have made it better? Tell me. Tell me. <laughs> I'm so, yeah, I'm so trying to stop singing every time you say tell me. No, no, we should definitely do that. New format, folks. Tell me. If you went, if you went to the groundhog. Ah, oh, ah, oh, why did you bring that up? Ah. Oh. Because so, we talked uh, about it earlier and you said, oh, but I have to do yeah, work. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, take off. Uh, yeah. yeah. Just go. Take off, eh? To the great white north. Take off. So you are right. Bless your heart, you are right. I have been living in central Pennsylvania for three years now. I know that Puxatani and my favorite, Gobbler's Nab. <laughs> I love the name of that. Uh, I know Puxatani and Gobbler's Nab is but a mere three hours away. I know this. And of course, I want to be there. I want to be there every year, but the last three years, every freaking February, something has come up where I was not allowed to go to Gobbler's Knob. And as I sat in my office on Friday, February the 2nd, 2024, waiting for work to come to me, like I had pretty much done everything I needed to do. There was the, the out brief was the day before. There was no reason why I couldn't have gone to Gobbler's Knob. In 2024. So I am telling you and the universe in 2025, I'm going. If I am alive, I will be where the freaking Groundhog Day, where the Groundhog is yanked from his home. I will be there. I will be there next year. I don't care. I don't care what's going on in my job or what's going on in my life. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) It's <laughs> <That is> so <laughs> Jesus Christ! I, <laughs> oh my God! Everything that could possibly derail what I just said went through my brain in an instant. So I am going to say in 2020, <laughs> just say that you're not going. <laughs> sure. Yeah. If you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. Right. I am going to say that short of a serious complication, I'm not going to let work prevent me from going to Puxatani next year. How about that? Yes. Now, now life, life could prevent me from going, and I, and I don't want that to happen. And, and life comes in many, 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 many flavors. But work has been the thing preventing me from going there for the last three years. I won't let it do it again. I'm going. I will not let work stop me from going next year. No one's job. It's so important that they couldn't go three hours away to something that brings them joy as Groundhog Day. There were two. There were two things this year that I wanted to do that I didn't do because of my job. 
then you, then then you you messed up because everyone else took off. You're right to go do the things they wanted to do. You're right. So the only person who sacrificed was you. And for what? Thank you. I wanted to go to Buffalo for the AFC playoff game. If I would have been there, they would have won. There's no doubt in my mind that if my presence had been there, they would have won. It's just the way it is. I you from the very back of the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> T-Bone's here. He took off work. We gotta, we We're to not going to kick wide right because T-Bone is here. He took off work, so we better put in work. And Groundhog's Day. Those are the two things this year that I wanted to do that were – well within my ability to do that I didn't do because of work. I'm not going to do that. Boss, there's no reason for you to be listening to this podcast. There's no reason you don't know it exists. He, I'm still such a mystery to him. He has no idea. He looks at he looks at my coffee cup and he goes, why is that T-bone? Uh, I don't tell people about the podcast. I think it's better when they find out another way. You know, no one wants to hear, hey, come listen to my podcast. No one wants to hear that. But, you know, when I found out recently that we have a new listener, hello, Michael. Or, or is it Mike? I don't know. We haven't had that conversation. <laughs> and he's going to have to listen to old shows to understand what that was about. Right, Dave? David? He actually, uh, the fun part about Dave is he actually sends his emails to me now. It's David slash Dave. So I don't know. And he's a a listener. We enjoy having him. And then we got Michael or Mike. I don't know what it is. Uh, he's, He's our new listener. And he was turned on to listening to us because of Sam, who is becoming one of my favorite listeners. Because when Sam listens, it's like when we were on the radio. When we were on the radio, we would, I, I would finish my little time on the radio, I would drive to my office, I would get out of my car, and then I would listen to the reactions from people who had listened to the show. And they were usually quite entertaining. Al Cordova, one of my favorite responses, he shared an office caddy corner to mine. He goes, he would frequently tell me, I don't know how you get away with it. And I know how I get away with it because I know where the line is. I know where the line is. I see the line. I look at the line. I lean a little bit over the line. Do you like it? Do you like it? But I don't cross the line that's what a long time in radio teaches you don't cross the line brush up against it be familiar with it caress it a little bit but don't cross it that's how we got away with everything no i still don't believe we were fired for crossing the line I believe somebody moved the freaking line. That's what I... <laughs> well, I believe that a lot of people who didn't... A lot of people who would be budget-cutted by, by T-Bone were trying to justify some money being spent their way during the pandemic. Good point. Good point. Uh, I, I am president for a day. What do you do? I get rid of the military bans. Number one, I uh, end the military reserve program. Number two, number three, surprise, surprise, American Forces Network is out of a job. All of them. We're going to go back to one channel. One channel that plays nothing but patriotic stuff. I don't want no DEI. I want uh, John Wayne. I want tons of John Wayne every day. And if it isn't John Wayne, it's Jimmy Stewart. It's... it's uh, 
George C. Scott. It's Patton and the longest day, and it's all military-related. The Armed Forces Network, for those of you who don't know. The Great Escape. The Great Escape. That's a good one. Good. Yes. So good. I go watch that every day. uh, Patton is the one for me. So Patton was uh, uh, released in 1970. I did not watch it until I was 34 years old, which tells you the movie was 34 years old for the, the first time I saw it. And I saw it when I was in Sicily for the very first time. And the landing site for Patton's forces were, were just a couple of miles down the road from me in Jela. So, and then they went from Jela to Messina, Messina to, uh, no, Jela to Palermo, Palermo to Messina. And when I lived in Sicily, I got to experience all of those places. And I kind of viewed it through the eyes of Patton and what he was able to do there. So that was that was a great movie for me. And to this day, if I'm flipping through the channels and it's on, I'm done. I'm done. I, I am I am committed for the next whatever portion of three hours remains to that movie because it was so well done. But yeah, if I could get rid of the armed forces... So, and this is many, many years before you, me and uh, Danny Gross, nipples and knuckles, knuckles and nipples. <laughs> uh, Danny had a, Danny had the, uh, the, the, the rock show. He, he did a rock show on AFN back when AFN was allowed to play music without the overlords looking down upon them and uh, saying, no, shuffle grandma's iPod instead. And, and you know it as Bob FM. <laughs> <laughs> but me and Danny suffered through the end of what was the greatest period of AFN. There goes the last DJ. Pretty much. Pretty much so. And we had just uh, all the AFN guys. So I am ancillary. I am. I have a show, you know, Traffic Talk Tuesdays. I got a show. It is popular. People love it. And then we had the flood. The first time the base there in Sicily flooded out, we on the radio were providing real world, real live. We were no kidding. We were doing real broadcasting. I was out in the field because I had access to the field and I was dialing into the studio and I was providing them with updates of everything that was going on. And we we continued that live broadcast from the moment the dam broke all the way until the end of the recovery period. So at least... At least 100 hours or more, we were nonstop doing cool, amazing radio stuff. And all of the guys that worked for AFN, well, they all got awards. But because I was ancillary, I just got acknowledged. Like, good job. Thanks. I, I could have used one of those little Army Combination medals. I don't need it, but I, it would have been cool to have. I, la- I later got one. Not happy with it. No. It was a downgraded bronze star. Whatever. (laughs) If you are nominated for an Oscar, you are forever known as Oscar-nominated chick broom. That's how that works. But we don't do that in the military. And I wish we would. I wish we would, because not everybody gets the medal that they're nominated for. And at this point, I would nominate myself. You know, and now I'm nominating myself just to get denied. But Medal of Omin, uh, Medal of Honor nominee T-Bone is is the way I would like to be referred to uh, for the rest of my life. From now forth, henceforth and forever, 
Medal of Honor nominee T-Bone. <laughs> I think that's great. I think Silver Star nominee Chick Bro. No. no. No? No, because I don't want to go and do anything. No one in our country, in fact, would do anything that may result in that being an option. I am not built for Silver Every good movie involves an unlikely hero. It's not me. It could be. But it's not. It could be. It can't be. <laughs> uh, hey, who was that little girl who pushed the button? That uh, was Chick Brew. No. She saved everybody. No, I'm very good at hiding. <laughs> the, my strengths are. <laughs> hiding and being absolutely quiet for very long periods of time without entertainment. She sat silently in a dark corner for three days until someone, literally anyone, came to rescue her. We took a... No, I took naps. (laughs) I have nothing to show for my time here. Last week's episode was entitled Coming Up Short because the more and more I edited it, uh, the smaller and smaller the episode got. And at one point, I was thinking, what can I put in here? I could just go back in and have a conversation with myself and add five minutes. I don't know. We finished up last week in like 48 minutes. We normally do right about an hour. You know, a little bit more, a little bit less, but much closer to 60 minutes than 49 minutes. And I, even as it was going, even as we were doing the episode, I was like, how are we going to come up so short? And uh, and because of that, I decided to look at, uh, you know, uh, the Internet and find out what can I do to be better? And luckily, Spotify says, hey, here's some crazy ideas that you can use to improve your podcast. And one of them is reminding listeners of what your podcast used to be. Okay. We have a catalog, which, by the way, in case you haven't heard, all of our stuff, all of our stuff is available on YouTube now. I don't have a commercial for it. But I can tell you that uh, you can go on YouTube and listen to all of the podcasts that we've ever done, going back many, many years, to include Moth. It's a moth. It's not a moth. It's not a moth. It does the fluttery thing. Then it's a moth. Yeah, uh, going many years back. Everything is now on YouTube under their podcast section. Thank you to Darrell McLean, who recently up- uh, uploaded his entire catalog and shared with me how easy it was to do. And then when I got home that night, I did the same thing. So uh, just just another place where you can listen to us and you can listen to old shows. And, and you can also listen to old shows now because one of the suggestions that the Internet had for me was, hey, uh, remind people of what you used to sound like. So if I were to ask you, what do you think were some of the things we may have talked about in episode 1105, because this is 1205, going all the way back to 1105, what do you think we might have talked about? Your butt. We do do enjoy talking about my butt. I like big butts and I cannot lie. It's Tony's backside. <laughs> <laughs> when a camera goes in with a video. <laughs> no. Uh, in episode. Podcast run shorts. <laughs> in 11.05, we went live to our friend who was in Sturgis. Oh. Do you recall? 
that feels like it was a long time ago. Well, uh, season 11 kind of went a little long. <laughs> See, yeah, we uh, there are 52 weeks in the year, and season 11 ended with 1166. Yeah, we we went a little long. So this was 1105 was probably back in 2022. Our friend Travis Bailey held on to an Indian motorcycle for like 96 hours while we were live with him. The his uh, his the, his only competition remaining tapped out while we were live. It was pretty freaking amazing. I also was attacked by a spider while we were taping 1105. A spider that I tried to convince that I you know, I am not a murderer. I did not want to murder the spider. I tried to convince him to go away. But when he didn't, I murdered him with the book of everything. I do remember that. <laughs> Speaking we, of murder. Oh, really? <laughs> or unaliving. I don't know. The internet makes you say weird things. You can't say certain things. Unaliving is my yeah. favorite phrase. It is. It's pretty fun to say. Granger, so the manager, was also out of town this week, um, being great, but returned home only for a uh, small dog to immediately murder something. In like, welcome home. I killed this for you. Uh, no stop. Just immediately murdered. Right? Uh, what did he unalive? Uh, a bird. He does like killing birds. He loves to snuff out a bird every now and then. Well, at this point, the bird should realize this is not a safe landing zone. Right, you would think, right? That like, they would let each other know that, hey, not not a good idea. Bad company. That little one is faster than he looks, smarter than you think. Do you believe that... <laughs> Do you believe that your dog is intelligent and that he is providing you and the manager with a gift? Or do I think he's... Or he's just, yeah, he's just a, he's just a, a, a murderer, and you're stealing his rewards. Hmm. Both? I know. I think, I think he's just a killer. I think he's just, just a psychopath. <laughs> Which, by the way, uh, Mike Stanley, another one of our mics that listens, uh, did the little psychopath test, and turned out he's also a psychopath. Super fantastic. <laughs> Are you a psychopath? Are you, do you feeling alone? Have no fear. There's a podcast for you. Okay, so that's going to be our advertisement. <laughs> In the States, you know, when you listen to the radio now, it's all uh, there's all podcast advertisements. So, yeah, I'm going to have you redo that. Are you a psychopath? <laughs> There's more of us. <laughs> no, the reason I ask if you think Granger is intelligently submitting a gift to you is because of the behavior of my dog. So he is very, very aware whenever we are not here, whether it be me or whether it be his mom, his behavior is conditional on us both being here. He is the most calm and most serene when his mommy and his daddy are nearby. He's just a wonderful dog when we're both present. But if one of us is missing, he becomes codependent on the other. He's over-affectionate when uh, one of us is out of the picture. If I uh, don't come home on time, he starts loving up on mama. If mama has to work <laughs> Excuse me. Has to go to work. He's over affectionate on me. 
Well, yesterday, this all fell into place. I was late coming home. Mama is going to go see her mama. So she's not here. I was late coming home. So when I get home, number one, he's already got an attitude. And when I say he's got an attitude, I mean, this is not me projecting my feelings onto the dog. I'm telling you, that son of a gun sits there and looks at me sideways. Everybody everybody who's ever owned a dog knows what side eye is. <laughs> his crate. Whenever, whenever there's a backpack, like a, a traveling bag out, he goes in his crate and he just glowers. It's like a full-on like... <laughs> but every everybody who's owned a dog knows what side eye is. And if, for those of you who've never owned a dog, here's what it is. The dog is looking straight ahead, but not exactly. His facial features are straight ahead, but the eyes are shifted just slightly in your direction where you know he's looking at you, but at the same time he doesn't he doesn't want you to know he's looking at you. He's giving you a little side eye. Just in case there's a treat to come. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm getting the side eye, but, you know, but I got home as soon as I could and I fed him immediately and I took him outside immediately because, you know, I understand he's a little temperamental. And after I fed him and after I got him outside, I braked him and fed him. I then set up to do the warning order. Now, you don't normally watch the warning order or the supplemental, but I challenge you. Sometimes. Sometimes. You don't normally. I said you don't normally. If you look at last night's uh, warning order, you are going to see my dog being, the term is extra. He is so, so extra. So he didn't like the fact that I wasn't giving him attention. He went out of his way to go find a squeaky toy, and then he brought it back to the bar. And every time I spoke, he started squeezing on the squeaky toy. I, it was a chick brew. It is so blatantly obvious that he is doing this on purpose because then I would stop talking. And he would stop squeaking. And then I would start talking, and he would start squeaking again. It was very entertaining. And, and for those of you who watched last night, I hope you got a kick out of it. And if you haven't seen it yet, it is available on Facebook. And uh, it was very funny. It was very funny for me, and it was very funny for him. No, he was not. He did not find it funny. He had thoughts and opinions about his situation. I, I would give everything I own to hear my dog's thoughts. If, if, so much money. If there was a machine that would allow me to just for one day know what my dog was thinking, I would give all of this away just to hear what his thoughts are. That's how much I love my dog. But going back into our way back time machine, and I think I'm going to try to make this into a segment. Episode 1105, uh, we talked about uh, malingering and dreaming and murdering with the book of everything and our friend Travis in uh, Sturgis winning a uh, brand new Indian motorcycle. But we also uh, did this. And when I went back to listen to this episode, this made me chuckle. So I'm going to bring you back in time with me. Here's a little bit from episode 1105. Your two takes. I'm sure we talked about this last week. I think we did actually now. All right. Two takes. So here's, here, here's a serious question for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you go to the hospital, at what point do you feel like you are required to notify your spouse? <laughs> well, if I go to the hospital, chances are my spouse has been telling me to go to the hospital for several days. So probably pretty quickly, just so that 
um, the gloating will be done by the time I am released from said hospital. So, you know, the, the second COVID shot messed me up pretty bad. Yeah. It put me in the emergency room and I was able to be in the emergency room for several hours of testing and get home before she noticed I was missing. <laughs> right. And I still don't think she knows about that. <laughs> she doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> Perfect. Your secrets are safe. <laughs> right. Yeah. I just, I just say I'm here. I'm safe. I, uh, on Monday, I was in the ER. And what? once again, once again, I was able, first of all, ladies and gentlemen, if I am in the emergency room on a weekend, there is room to be concerned. But if I can wait till Monday to go to the ER, <laughs> I have planned, I have planned this out. No, I... Uh, Thursday, the week prior, my, my back started causing me an issue, but it was, it was a really, really strange issue that around my T4, T5 in the thoric region of my spine, something would impact there and it would push through my heart and through my arms. And I was in in, in an incredible amount of pain, but you know, maybe I slept wrong or maybe this, or Maybe it's cancer and I'm going to die. You know, I, I'm a hypochondriac. I went through all of this. And you definitely don't want to find out that soon. You, yeah, well. You don't want the bad news soon. <laughs> you know I me. It. I hate, I don't want to be the guy that goes into the ER and they say, well, if we'd only found this a week earlier. I never want to be that guy. But at the same time, I am a hypochondriac. I, I know this. I can't go to the hospital every time I'm feeling weird. I know that. So they have these things in America now called patients first. This is something that's new to me. They didn't have these when I left the United States, and they do now. It's kind of like a hospital. It's staffed with nurses and doctors and such, but they're, they're not an emergency room. They can do a bunch of things, and they can do them cheaper because they're not a hospital. So I went to patient first, and of course they do the EKG, and they do the, the chest x-rays, and the, the doctor there, bless her heart, she, she kept saying, you know, I can't rule out any of the scary things. And that's all she would say was the scary things. She said, your lungs look a little COVID-y, but I can't rule out any of the scary things. Now, I don't have to tell you where this put me. This put me in a very, very dark and dangerous place. So they recommended I go to the emergency room. And I told her, I don't want to go to the emergency room. I don't like hospitals. That's where people go to die. And she laughed at my joke, but said, no, you should really go to the emergency room. And they built a brand new hospital right around the corner from the house. Beautiful, brand new. Everything's brand new. And there's no people there. You go in and everybody's friendly and there's no wait and... They're super attentive, oh, and they, they, they did a full blood panel, they did another EKG, they did an MRI, they did a CAT scan, they did everything. And How did you get all of that on one trip? Because there was nobody else there. Dang. I mean, there might have been a couple other customers, but they're, they're, they were definitely staffed for the occasion. And they weren't even like a level one trauma center. They, they don't have a helo pad. They can't do anything. So I'm there. And just terrified the entire time. And, and just watching the clock tick away. And I'm, I'm already working on my last will and testament. I, I mean, it's, it's exhausting what I went through because everything was in the deal with God. I'll stop doing this if you just let me live. I'll stop doing that if you... It's just the, uh, what is the five, the five uh, steps of, 
You know what they are. I've always wanted to do a joke about this, but I can never remember what they're called. The the That's the joke. Yeah. <laughs> the five steps of acceptance or whatever it's called. Yeah, like denial. Right. Guilt anger. and then bargaining and then you finally acceptance. Yeah. And uh the doc comes back and at the end of the day he says, uh, everything looks good. Surprisingly. Everything looks good, like your heart, your lungs, your liver. It all looks good. He said, I do notice this little bit of what looks like arthritis in your spine, and that could be what's causing it, you know, and here's, here's some medication, and we'll try to work it that way. Well, that was, that was Monday, and here we are almost a week later, and uh, it's not getting better. So where does my brain go? My brain goes to, that guy doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. They clearly mixed up my blood test with somebody else. There's no way my liver's fine and my lungs are fine and my heart's fine. It must have been somebody else's test results. I'm going to stop it there. I didn't expect it to go that long. I was trying to find, I was trying to find a, a, a fun way to exit out of that. Um, I couldn't hear it. Oh, no, you couldn't? No, I wanted to laugh too. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that. Uh, wow. God bless America. I don't know how to fix that. I definitely, if we do this in the future, I definitely want you to be a part of the listening. Yes, I wanted to hear. I also really always like when you giggle. <laughs> <laughs> so I could tell you we, there was a little confusion. As to when that episode was filmed, eleven or taped, eleven oh five, I could tell you it was definitely shortly after the first of August, twenty twenty two, because what you didn't hear and the audience was able to hear was me recollecting how incompetent American medicine was because I went to two emergency rooms and neither of them identified the fact I was having a heart attack. And none of them would recognize the fact that I was having multiple heart attacks. For seven more months. Yeah. So much for that stuff. I have the good insurance. That's what the, the people tell me. So that was a, that was a little uh, go, a little in the way back machine. I haven't done anything for that yet. I haven't made any sound effects to, to lead into going back to the episode before. So uh, next time we'll, we'll do it again. But you know... You can listen to us on our heart radio. It's one of the many ways. You can listen to us on YouTube. You can listen to us on Spotify. You can listen to us on Expedia.com. Or you can listen to us here. Hey, everybody. It's T-Bone. Did you know you can listen to the Lunsby Show on the iHeartRadio app? The team at iHeartRadio has created two new features on the app. You can now auto-download to your device and be notified when other new episodes are released, all for free using the iHeartRadio app. And you can listen to The Lunsby Show from anywhere. iHeartRadio. Discover music, radio, and podcasts you'll love. When I uploaded the entire library to YouTube, we took one copyright hit multiple times can you guess where we took that copyright hit you're fired
Now, for those of you who don't know, that is 100% K-pop, and the copyright hit that we took was all in uh, uh, kanji, not kanji, uh, hangul. Uh, the, the <laughs> it's all, there's a bunch of letters in hangul, that's where we took the copyright hit, but luckily, a lady whose name I can't pronounce has given her permission for us to use that, uh, that little tunage there that we use... Uh, every week when we do our birthday boost. So a little out of turn because it came up in conversation. It's now time to do our birthday boost. Every week, Chick Brew decides who's going to get a birthday boost. And I decide we both get one apiece. If you are not good enough to get a birthday boost, you will, if you're lucky, get this thing we call an honorable mention. That's what we do. As always, Chick Brew, you go first. Uh, I'm going to do America Trevino Martinez. America Trevino Martinez. Yes. What a great name. What a great yeah. name. Also, an amazing. I think I've known her since I was 18, so like a good long while. <laughs> but she used to DJ at a bar that I used to go to, and we kind of like came up bartending and working in bars together. And so many weird nights, weird stories, running to cars in the rain. One of those people that always has your back. I don't know how many times uh, saved me from a creeper that wouldn't know. <laughs> I, I know most of the creepers who've... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, stop me! Uh, stop me from having to deal with baby T bones. Um, <laughs> but just an all-around good person. I over the last few years, you know, it's weird when you don't go home because my my family doesn't live in Austin anymore. So when I go back to the states, I don't Austin. Um, but I used to go all the time, and now I just don't get back there as often. But every time I'd go home, I'd always see her. She's doing great things. Uh, got into the cooking game well for a while there. Full dishes. Uh, America, I know we're not as cool. I still love you to people. Greatest day. I hope very much so that the cross paths. Nice. Wait, 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 wait. I don't say nice. I hit a button. <laughs> I, uh, I am torn. <clears throat> I am torn. Do I give someone who I know, who I 100% know, I have given a birthday boost to in the past? Do I give it to her again because she means that much to me? Or do I give it to someone else? I, I flipped the coin, which is the way you should make all major decisions. And the coin said, I will once again give my birthday boost to the woman who gave life to my wife, my mother-in-law, Linda Tybus, is celebrating, celebrating, I'm telling you, as part of this uh, Groundhog's Day weekend extravaganza, she is definitely celebrating. She is currently, I have just found out, at Ruth Chris Restaurant with said daughter. They are going to chomp on down on some steak. Uh, I can't express to the world how much I love my mother-in-law. And I know, I know it's an easy, easy joke to say, ah, my mother-in-law, right? <laughs> but uh, I, I can't. I can't say anything bad about my mother-in-law. Is she angelic? Is she perfect? Of course not. But in the realm of mother-in-laws, 
I really think I won the lottery. I think... I love my mother-in-law. Yes, me and you both love our mother-in-laws, and that probably is the one thing we have in common. But but the the standard joke is you're not supposed to love your mother-in-law. What? He said, I also identify with white guy. I don't know where <laughs> <laughs> So my birthday boost is going to go to the wonderful, the amazing, the beautiful, lopsided. Oh, I may have acknowledged her in an honorable mention last week. I did. I did. I definitely did lopsided. Uh, the lovely lopsided Linda. I did. Well, you know what? This week, she's, she's getting the full-on. She's getting the full-on birthday boost to my beautiful mother-in-law. I wish you nothing but the biggest, the brightest, and the best. And her, her friend Liz is a regular listener of the show and is a member of the, the fan page. And, and Liz is not having a birthday or uh, anytime soon that I'm aware of because she's not in my list. But Liz, thank you for listening. We, I appreciate you. And... Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know how often my mother listens, but I know Liz listens and, and they talk a lot. So maybe, maybe she'll share. Anyway. Two uh, birthday. <laughs> who do you have in your honorable mentions? I have Brian Curley, Patrick Dolan, Jacob, Barry Abbott, Luke Spencer, uh, Mahar, and <gasps> Julia Wintling. God, I miss her. She's the one that never missed my vein at at medical in Rhoda. I have, uh, I am three days away. Uh, I'm two days away from the fast, three days away from the blood draw, but I have Miss Renee at UPMC who's going to be pulling some blood out of me for a couple of ta- a test. And uh, Miss Renee, amazing. The best phlebotomist I've ever met in my entire life. To say she is the best prick I ever had it would be a correct statement. A lot. You like know a lot about pricks too. <laughs> uh, my friend, a uh, new friend, uh, Jeff Paul. Uh, he is a comedian here in the area and in uh, New York City. So he's a very funny guy. Jeff Paul celebrating his birthday along with my a long, long time ago. We were working in the PAO. Jason Barker was a. People on Chick Brew, the musical. <laughs> Jason Barker was working with me there in the PAO shop many, many years ago. Cassandra Hargrove, uh, senior chief Hargrove. I, I knew her. She worked for me when she was a young second class. And I told her everything about her that she needed to do. And I told her, you're going to make Master Chief. You're smart. You're intelligent. You're a, you're a black and you're a woman. I, I told her these things. This is what I said. I'm not taking it back. Uh, I said, there is nothing stopping you from making Master Chief in the United States Navy. And currently... Uh, the last time, her last promotion was when she made senior chief, and she sent me a message. She goes, I guess who's the senior chief? And I sent her a message, you owe me one more. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait for her to make mass chief. I will find my way to her promotion, and I will be the guy in the back of the room that no one knows who's why he's there. And I will just, I will see her get her star, her second star put on, and I will just quietly golf clap. No, you won't. You'll be loud as hell. Yeah. You always I, I, can't, I can't help who I am. Carolyn Jones, uh, Carrie Carmen, Carrie Carmen, what an amazing lady. Jesse Garcia, uh, uh, DJ, my, my nephew, my nephew celebrating his birthday, fellow Aquarius, my little nephew, DJ. Uh, uh, my brother called me up, and my daughter called me up. It was amazing. 
recently for Groundhog's Day. That's why they called me for no other reason other than Groundhog's Day. Hani Kim, one of my favorite Korean people. Mike Sinclair, one of my favorite Italians. He is Italian. There's no doubt about that. Montrell High, uh, Mike Moffat, and of course, Amy's husband, Tim Uplinger. And, and, and he is... He has gotten his birthday boost in the past. That is this week's birthday boost, which we normally do at the end. But because of a copyright violation, it got moved to the front. Moving on. I can tell you, we are not going to uh, go a little short this week. We, we, <laughs> we're getting a full episode in this week. <laughs> And, and being able to pull back from last year is a great way of doing that. In the book of everything, we pull out random facts from a book of facts. And if they are good facts, they will stick with you forever. And if not, they just, uh, they just disappear into the ether. Here we go. Fact number one from the book of everything. Eight of the Earth's, Earth's 88 naturally occurring chemical elements were discovered in the same mine in Sweden. Oh. Yes. Eight of the Earth's 88 naturally occurring chemical elements were discovered in the same mine in Sweden. I, I thought I would use that same emphasis each time. <laughs> what were they? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't even know what the 88 are. Yeah, Here's a fun one in the world of vax. So prior to COVID... If you were a, uh, what do we call these vax people? The non-vax people? Crazy? No. <laughs> if, uh, if you were against vaccinations prior to COVID, you were clearly on the left-hand side of the aisle. And then when COVID happened, if you were against vaccinations, you were on the right-hand side of the aisle. But both of you need to know, whether on the left or whether on the right, that the term conscientious objector was originally one who refused to have their child inoculated. How about that? How did that go from, no, you can't give my kid the flu shot, to I don't want to kill anybody in combat? Yeah, I would say they have very different meanings, the, the two that I know. This words do evolve over time. And there you go, ladies and gentlemen, two facts from the book of everything. That's what we give you every week. Moving on. And now it is time for headlines from around the globe. I feel like I might have caught you off guard. Yes, I said, hold on, I have got to pee. <laughs> <laughs> Guess who's back? Back again. Chick Brew's back. Hello, friend. Chick Brew's back. Chick Brew's back. Chick Brew's back. Anyway, do you have any headlines for me? I do. Pigeon suspected of being a Chinese spy cleared by police. There is no way this is the same pigeon from the last time we did a pigeon story that was being investigated for being a um, spy. So they're in China. They're in China. And a little pigeon walks in the door. People lose their mind. If I remember the original story correctly, the pigeon walks in the door of like a high, mm, the Wuhan land for COVID 
inoculations. Anyway, the pigeon walks in the door and people lose their mind that the pigeon walked in the door and then they capture the pigeon, interrogate the pigeon, only to find out that after all is said and done, the pigeon is not a terrorist, a spy, a malcontent, someone uh, I love stories out of China. And no happy ending story uh, meets my needs for Chinese stories. I remember one of my favorite stories out of COVID was in China, uh, a woman trying to be free and live her life, and they beat her into submission. I, I loved watching that video because that, that shows you what totalitarianism really is. You know, stand in front of the tank all you want uh, when it comes to the one-on-one, that to hear the people locked up in the high-rises that were not allowed to leave, that were starving to death, and every night they were moaning out their window, please, let us out, please, we are starving. They said this in Chinese. I, I don't know what that sounds like, but that's, that's what they would do. But recently, because China's turned around and it's gone back to being, you know, China, the China that I visited, the China that I love, a young couple was executed in China. And why were they executed? What heinous deed did they commit? Well, they threw their children out the window. What are you talking about? Where are we going? Uh, so they a could, funny bird story. So they could start a new life. And their new life ended with them both being executed. It is not as funny. It is not as funny as a pigeon being, re- being released because he wasn't a traitor. But it is classic. I mean- China. In America, they would just sit in prison and use tax. Oh yeah, they would live a long life, and they would get uh, they would get married in prison and have conjugal visits and and have children. Yeah, but not China. It took them uh, it took them uh, four years, which I thought was a long time by Chinese standards. But yeah, they executed them both, and to that I say thank you. All right, <laughs> do, punishment. Do you have another headline for me? I do. Lonely giraffe embarks on 40-hour road trip in search of warmer weather and love. A lonely giraffe, you say? Goes for a trip for 40 hours to hook up. Not uncommon. If you've ever watched any of the Catch a Predator uh, shows, you know, <laughs> you know, those men will drive a very long distance in order to try to uh, to get with a tiny young woman. That is usually an undercover cop. Uh, I have no, I can't make any fun out of a draft traveling forty hours uh, to to continue on. All right, uh, it is the best booty call facilitated by how many wingmen in the history of the land it's fantastic also the little crate he's in is it's like a little square box and it's just his head sticking out it's just in the truck obviously you know nothing about husbandry by the way did you know you can get you can get a phd in husbandry it actually exists hey hey doctor give me the news i got a bad case of loving no (laughs) so (laughs) that tickled me more than it did you so what yeah, you could get a doctor in husbandry, and if you knew anything about husbandry, you would know that uh, this is not the cutest story ever. A giraffe being dragged with his little head hanging out of the box. It's cute. It's not. They show porn to pandas. They, they, 
Pandas have such a low sex drive that they have to give them multiple types of encouragement and and then hire some fur people or furbies to to put on panda costumes. Furbies are terrifying. They are not having furbies. That will just scare the poor panda into never wanting to to demonstrate to the panda all of the fun that they're missing out of the the true cute husband. First of all, and again. We forget the pandas are no kidding bears. And if you were to upset that bear, he's going to kill you. I, I don't know how many people have been killed by pandas. I got to say it's probably the most adorable death ever. I, uh, I recently decided for whatever reason, because, uh, because I was too lazy to click any further, I watched Grizzly Man. Oh, you never seen Grizzly Man, I could tell by your face. Here's the story. Of a lovely lady. Anyway, uh, (laughs) Grizzly Man believes that he is at one with the bears. Oh, no, he's not. Yeah, and he goes to Alaska every year, and he spends time in the wilderness, and he gets to know these cubs and these bears. And, of course, this story ends exactly where you think it's going to end. He gone. <laughs> Not only did they eat him, they ate his girlfriend too. Because that's what bears do. You don't make friends with the uh, yeah. What is the line from? What is, that, what is that Twix commercial where it's two people sitting on the side of the lake and they have the Twix and it's like it doesn't matter which one you eat first. They're both crunchy and delicious. And then behind them are the two bears. <laughs> like doesn't matter which one you eat first. They're both crunchy and delicious. And both- I love that. I, uh, I I can only think of the sharks having their sharkaholic anonymous meetings where fish are all friends. Fish are all friends. Fish are friends, not food. <laughs> say it with me. Say it with me. Say it with me. Fish are friends, not food. Speaking of which, did you know that you could set your Alexa devices to have different voices? I don't have any Alexa. I, I recently kicked. All right. I've been having an ongoing domestic relationship with my Alexa device. She is my electronic girlfriend. My wife is my physical girlfriend. And then I pit the two against each other. So my wife hates Alexa. But Alexa was starting to upset me because she wasn't doing what I was telling her to do. Uh, and, And that is what her goal in life is, is to do what I tell her to do. So I have recently... Chosen a different Alexa. Now, my uh, Alexa, she's an Australian. I, I don't know what word they, derogatory word they use for women down there. but she, <laughs> Yeah, I got, now she speaks to me in an Australian accent. And it tickles me to no end. I have so much fun with my Alexa. When Zeus barks, it triggers Alexa routine to say, Zeus is a good boy. Good. <laughs> uh, you're doing a good job, Zeus. Uh, I'm, I'm screwing up the accents, but anyway. I don't know. Now we're in a Jeeves gone full British butler. I, I, don't, I don't like when you pick on me. Moving on. It's time to talk about cooking. And tonight prove one thing. You know f- all. I cannot wait to tell you about something I have created. Go on. Nope. I'm going to let we're you go first. No, we've been going out of order all day. Oh, little attitude. Because I ate, I ate this week. Did you? In a hotel room. I didn't cook. I ate. So you cooked and you... Not only did I cook, I created. I, all right, you, you know, Groundhog's Day celebrations. That's what we got going on here. She took me to dinner. We went to this place called Visaggio's, which looks like the Bates Motel. 
but it's gonna be good. inside the Bates Motel is a no kidding high class Italian restaurant, and the food is bonzo. It is absolutely amazing. Every bite I took, I rolled my eyes. Every bite I took forced my eyeballs that are connected to my tongue somehow to roll into the back of my head and and then come back. From Rosemarie was the proprietor that we got to meet there. Lovely little lady. She greets us. She entertains us. Teresa is our server. She brings out the bread. The bread is nice. The bread is warm. She claims that she freshly cut the bread. I have no reason not to believe her. With the bread, they give us some whipped butter. Hand-whipped butter. Recently hand-whipped butter, they say. Like there's a couple of Amish kids in the back just churning and churning away. And then there's there's some fresh Parmesan to go with the churned butter. And then they bring out the Nona sauce and they warn us, be careful. The Nona sauce is known to be a little hot. And it's red. You can see it's red. It's got some seeds in it. And it's garlic and it's oil. And it's freaking fantastic. We haven't received our food yet. This is just the bread. I order the uh, the calamari fritti because I like my calamari fritti. I thought the wife enjoyed calamari fritti because she's eaten it off my plate in the past. Apparently not a big fan. So I'm pretty much wolfing down an entire appetizer all by myself. And it is amazing. Whatever they did with the coating, the... Um, the breading. The breading, uh, the breading had more, you know, a calamari is calamari. But if you can nail the breading, and she did, it is like this kitchen is filled with uh, like a, a little army of nonas. Just there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of old little lady Italian women back in that kitchen, and they are going to give you something to eat. <laughs> so we have the calamari, and then she orders a specialty dish, and I order the frutti di mari, and... It, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievably delicious. I am going to write Visaggio's a great review, but I can't give them a better review than what I'm giving them right now. Listen to me right now tell you that if you got a couple of bones to throw down, because it's a bit pricey, if you got a couple of bones to throw down, take your date to Visaggio's. The food will, will win her over. It was amazeballs, without a doubt. I... Had, and it's very well portioned. So there's so much. I push it to the side. I'm not going to eat any more of my entree. I'm going to save some room. It's uh, it's a special day for me. We're going to have dessert. So I, I push it to the side. But I can't get Teresa's attention fast enough. So fork by fork, I'm eating more and more of the stuff that I set aside. Eventually, I, I get Teresa's attention, and, and we get that out of the way. We get the dessert. And the dessert, they bring you over, you know, it's old school. They bring you over a tray and say, hey, look at this right here. You see what you got here? You got these choices to make, and they tell you what they are. But you're looking at the dessert, and all of the desserts are freshly made by Rosemary. Of course, amazing. But that is not what I was waiting to tell you. I told you that so that our listeners in the central metropolitan Harrisburg area can go out and enjoy Visaggio's, a very, very well done restaurant. It looks like the Bates Motel. It's a bit pricey, but the food is bonkers. I... Speaking there, when I come visit... 
Sure, absolutely, 100%. I'll take you anywhere you want to go. I've got, uh, you know, we're going to have a big fan meet. Everyone's going to want to meet Chick Brew because currently they all think you're make-believe. They think it's just me. (laughs) (laughs) And they wouldn't be wrong for the most part. Uh, No, what I was excited to tell you about is I have created a dish that I, I, I don't know if anyone else has created before. But I can tell you, holy cow, holy free holy, <laughs> it is uh, amazing. Pasta primavera, the, the sp- uh, primavera means springs, right? You know, little, the little springy things. I had, she, she made some, uh, we had some uh, meatball hoagies. And she made way too many meatballs, so I made up some pasta, some primavera pasta, tricolored, because, you know, I like the colors. <laughs> Wait, I got to say that again. I like the colored. <laughs> so I like the colors. Got it. <laughs> and I make the pasta primavera, but there's not enough meatballs. I eat that. I got some leftover pasta primavera, and I'm down to the, the bottom of my mufaletta. You know, mufaletta. Yes. The, for those of you who don't know, this is a... Um, Paul Frawley turned me on to this. God bless you, Paul. I have never forgotten how... Uh, awesome you are for turning me on to muffaletta. Muffaletta is uh, olive salad. It's uh, olives and onions and olive oil, and it's all chopped up, and it's it's absolutely delicious. And I'm so hungry. It makes a fantastic topping to to leftover pasta. I just poured the remainder of that muffaletta can or a bottle onto the pasta primavera that I had. I mixed it up real nice, and every bite filled me with enjoyment. It's muffaletta, it's primavera, it's T-bones. I, I don't even, I got to come up with a cool name for it because I don't think anyone has ever mixed just plain pasta with muffaletta before because normally you put muffaletta on a nice slice of bread. Yeah. It's a tapenade. Yes, but now it's a sauce. A sauce. <laughs> we'll just call it T-bone sauce from now on, which sounds gross. That sounds gross. That's not going to work. <laughs> we both immediately knew that that sounded gross. I've changed my mind. I've changed my mind. I'm going to remind people once again before we sign off that you can get free tickets to the Comedy Zone if you do your part. Get your laugh on and save a life. The Harrisburg Comedy Zone, in partnership with the Central Pennsylvania Blood Bank, offer two free passes for every single pint of blood donated. Quick clarification, it must be your blood. One pint, two free passes. That's almost the junkie rate for a plasma donation. Did you know a single pint of blood can save as many as three lives? Did you know the Harrisburg Comedy Zone features amazing talent from all over the country every single weekend? Did you also know that blood expires and the Central Pennsylvania Blood Bank is in regular need of donations? For more information on how you could save a life and have a laugh, visit cpbb.org and harrisburgcomedyzone.com. That's one word, harrisburgcomedyzone.com. 
If you are a regular listener, I think uh, it doesn't matter. If you listen to this episode, I hope we gave you everything that this is exactly the, the kind of product we intend to deliver to you in 2024. This is, this is a quality product that ran the proper course of time. We got a little bit extra, so there may be a little bit more. I gave you all of the excitement and entertainment I could possibly give you, and it's not just because it was Groundhog's Day weekend, okay? I can give this to you on Valentine's Day weekend, on uh, Columbus Day weekend. <laughs> it, 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 it or not, he it, can give it to you. It's the in-between times where you have to deal with the... Uh... <laughs> or maybe it's because you're in Naples right now, and that's what excited me so much, because I wish I was in Naples right now. I know, right? If it was only that simple. Ladies and gentlemen, I remind you today, as I remind you every day, just be the best person that you can be. And if you are a great person today, be an even better person tomorrow. And don't forget that you are loved. I don't know why. You weirdo. I don't know why. I don't know why I went full on there. Thank you for listening to T-Bone and Chick Brew. If you enjoyed that show, you should check out the Jerome McLean Show, independent media that won't reinforce tribalism. We have one planet and nobody's leaving, so let's reason together. You can find the Jerome McLean Show at the same place you actually listen to this show. Give it a shot. I, uh, I hope, and I'll find out in playback, that the segment from 1105 that I played for everybody else actually made it onto the recording. We'll find out together. Lunge B. I love you. excited me so much because I wish I was in Naples right now. I know, right? If it was only that simple. Ladies and gentlemen, I remind you today, as I remind you every day, just be the best person that you can be. And if you are a great person today, be an even better person tomorrow. And don't forget that you are loved. I don't know why. You weirdo. I don't know why. I don't know why I went full on there. Thank you for listening to T-Bone and Chick Brew. If you enjoyed that show, you should check out the Jerome McLean Show, independent media that won't reinforce tribalism. We have one planet and nobody's leaving, so let's reason together. You can find the Jerome McLean Show at the same place you actually listen to this show. Give it a shot. I, uh, I hope, and I'll find out in playback, that the segment from 1105 that I played for everybody else actually made it onto the recording. We'll find out together. Lunge B. I love you.